Do you work in employment services? The Wayfinders is a podcast where we help you help people. Hosted by Bounce Australia founder, Maria Smith. Each month, we chat with people who have had their own wayfinding experience and get their valuable employment insights, advice, and tips. Welcome to the Wayfinders podcast. Potential lives here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's Wayfinder podcast. Today, I am so excited about our guest, um, and I'm sure if you haven't heard of Carla Gilbert, you're going to learn a lot about Carla today and her incredible work in really helping people with their physical self-care. Um, Carla's an amazing health coach. Um, some of you may know that she's also been uh, an incredible Iron Woman and, uh, and just done some great stuff in the 90s and 2000s. Um, but also uh, is a is a paddleboarding champion, the world paddleboarding champion, um, stand up paddleboarding. For those that may not know, in two thousand and eight, she um, actually achieved that soon after um, she had her first child, which I think is a pretty awesome achievement. Now, Carla is focused on nutritional health coaching, and um, she does have a website, and we're going to be talking about that today. But also, um, just the understanding of of the frame of what um, Carla's up to as well. Um, now, hi, Carla, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Maria, and thank you for that lovely Yes, app. absolutely. <laughs> I didn't actually mention that you have been inducted into the um, Sport Australia Hall of Fame. I think that's a pretty great achievement yes. too. And you also have a um, Medal yeah. of the Order of Australia. Oh, oh, I know. I know. There's so many good side yeah. benefits of being a good yes. sports person, I isn't know. there? I <laughs> know. It's just amazing. Like You're such a rock star. And uh-huh. I, I've got to tell you, <laughs> What I love about you is that having gotten to know you, you are so grounded and down to earth and authentic and I just love that about you. Oh, I mean, seriously, what other choice do you have? I mean, um, yeah, when you've got kids and running around just doing your best in life, I think it's the only way you should be. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I I think that that's a lot of what we really believe too is when we're totally authentic. People form a deeper trust with us and, and that's um yeah absolutely that's the thing. So mm. today we're gonna mm. actually talk a little bit about um the whole world of, of self-care. Um and yes. also I think the health coach piece is really interesting. So our listeners um do a lot of giving and really contribute to people's lives, find helping them find their way, you know, job coaching them into in, into life changing. You know, getting a job can mm. be incredibly mm. life changing for people for most of us. Yes. And so I suppose yes. The interesting thing about what I think in our industry is that um, the self-care piece isn't should be because there's so much giving. Mm, And mm, we thought it'd be great mm. to have you come and talk about, you know, with you being a nutritional coach and ideas and and Mm. how it really works. So I suppose my first question Mm. is, tell me a little bit more about being a health coach. And um, yes, yeah, yeah. what does that mean for you? And, And let me understand how you got there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've originally started, uh, I created a blog when my oh, my eldest daughter, she's 12 now, um, and it was just me moving away from being a professional sports person, moving into the area of I just wanted, you know, I was wanting to do something to sort of just keep um, my love of health and fitness and healthy eating and all that kind of thing quite quite um relevant to me so I created a blog and I was just on the side of doing that and then all of a sudden I sort of had people who were interested in it and then all of a sudden 
the next step came along and people were coming back to me and going, oh, Carla, you know, for all these questions, can you help me do this? Can you help me do that? And I was kind of like, oh, I'm kind of not officially qualified to do it, you know, from a, a legal standpoint. Mm. And um, so I did my qualifications, you know, even though they're just bits of paper in the end, mm. um, I believe. But, you know, that you know, I got my cert three and four in, in um, personal training. Um, I got my health and nutrition um, certifications as well, all my insurances, everything like that up and going, um, created my website. And, yeah, I found that the people that came to me were, you know, followers that had been following my blog. So that's how it kind of organically happened in that sense. So all of a sudden, you know, just by accident a lot of things in my life tend to happen by accident Mm. um very organically where you know I just followed on from just trusting my instinct in sort of a direction that I wanted to go um and personal training just didn't fit that bill with me because I feel that it's very one side weighted around the physical appearance and not taking into account the person as a whole you know I think it's very easy just to point the finger at someone and say get down and do 10 burpees and then do this and then do that. And then now you can go home and um, perhaps undo all that work that we just did or not realise, you know, that, um, you know, that the nutrition side of things has a lot to do with it or not even realising that a lot of people have the understanding of what they need to eat but can't actually put into practice as well. And that's what I'm finding is the biggest point of Mm. resistance with my clients is the fact that, Most of us know what is the right and wrong thing to do. We can go into a bookstore and pick up a plethora of books telling us how to do it. Like there's not a problem or scarcity in the world of that out there, Mm. but actually giving the people the tools to put it into practice consistently is um, where I really focus a lot of my work on. Mm. It's not just here, here's a diet, go and do it. Here, go and do this gym program, even though it might be something you absolutely hate doing, can't even stand a gym. You know, like let's try and find something you enjoy doing that you're going to do consistently, that you're going to want to wake up to do. There's going to be some excitement around it. Let's try and explore those avenues. Let's Let's fit in with the foods that you really enjoy eating. Let's tweak, you know, what's working for you and what's not working mm. for you. I think... With health coaching, it brings a very much that personalization that comes into it that we are really lacking in society today. Mm, yep. You know, we can sort of just go to the doctor for something and they won't even ask, what are you eating? How are you exercising? How's your emotional, how's your mental health? All that sort of thing. It's mm. not even being taken into consideration. I think that's where health coaching really helps fill that gap that's not being met mm. these days. I mm. love it. I love mm. it because it's so holistic, isn't it? That, you it know, is. when you look mm. at, and I know for our listeners, they are dealing with people that definitely have multiple challenges around their mental health, um, around mm. their physical health. And a lot of it is connected to, you know, what they're putting in their bodies. But mm. it's interesting when, I think what you're saying is like it's all out there. It's a multi-billion dollar industry, yeah. the books and yeah, the programs yeah. and everything. And it does come mm. back to that person saying, I've got to do this. And sometimes it's people saying it's a must. I've got to change it. And they do it. <laughs> and then it's sort of like, ah, you know what, It's everything's working. It's okay. So I want to know yeah. what do you think holds a lot of people back from really getting into their self-care? Yeah, true. Um, it can it... – it can be a host of variety of different reasons. Um, 
you know, some people are just totally happy with where they are. You know, they might not even feel that there's a problem. Um, you know, nothing has really come up. There's been no no sense or trigger to sort of make them sit up and take notice about their health. There hasn't been any particular perhaps health scare or mm. photo that they've seen that's made them stand up and, oh, do I really look like that? Mm. Or, you know, there hasn't been um, maybe perhaps a, a, a glancing picture of what their might, life might look like in 30 years' time kind of thing. So they're probably there has to be some form of a trigger for somebody before they make the, the, the decision to want to make a change. Mm. And that can be the hardest part as well. Um, you know, like I could be, I, I host workshops on the Gold Coast um, around healthy eating, those sorts of things. Mm. And as frustrating as it is, the people that come and do these workshops are the people that are already interested in health. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> It's not tapping into the people that really need it the most. Mm. Um, and that can be a hope come down to a different variety of reasons as well. You know, it could be financial reasons. You know, some people are just getting through day to day, doing the best that they can, um, you know, with, with the means that they have. So there's a lot of that that comes into it as well. You know, they might not even be giving it a second thought to the fact, you know, they might not be on that, that conscious, that higher conscious level of even considering you know, that what they're eating is affecting their mental mm. health or the inflammation in their body or their joints when they work up, woke up, wake up or their energy levels and that kind of thing. So it is a process and, and I firmly believe it comes down to awareness and mindfulness around, around the day. But as I said, if you are just struggling, you know, just waking up on the treadmill of just going to work, coming home, you know, just on that merry-go-round, it's very hard to kind of intervene without there being a particular trigger. Yeah, that's interesting. And you just said something mm. earlier, though, really interesting. And I think when people consider, oh, I need to eat less or I need a diet plan or mm. when people have that, but you actually said something interesting. You said you look at what people are eating and it's not about saying, oh, I can't eat that food anymore. And mm. I wonder if a lot of people lack a motivation because it's a sense of I'm going to miss something or lose something because I've got to suddenly mm. cut out a whole food group. Um, yes. And so there's a lot yes. of misinformation, isn't there? Yeah, there is. There's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of um, lack of clarity. There's a lot of um, confusion as well um, because there's with the rise of social media and the internet in general, there's just so many things coming at us from different, re, you know, different angles mm. or oh, they need to do this diet or exercise this way or go fasting or paleo or mm. You know, there's all these different things that come into it where people feel that if they're not doing it, they're not doing it right. Yeah. Mm. And and that's where I think a lot of people have to just strip a lot of things, take a lot of things out of context and just bring things back to basics. Yeah. And that means you're eating your whole foods, um, you know, reducing the saturated fats, the trans fats, um, you know, sticking to the primitives of the supermarket, uh, you know, bringing things back to, to real basic level foods that, you know, perhaps our grandmothers ate <laughs> mm. um, and taking out, you know, a lot of, because a lot of the things that are in our supermarkets these days are not in our best interests. Mm. Uh, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. Just because there's something on the shelves does not mean that it's actually for human consumption. Mm. Because if you turn the label around, there's a lot of words we can't even really understand. But unfortunately, there's 
there's money to be made with a particular company that's produced those goods and, you know, that's not really in the best interests of, of the consumer. So it's really about taking control of your uh, having that, that um, I guess, that that grittiness to be able to take control of your health and take the self-responsibility for the awareness around what you're eating and what you're doing, what you're thinking, you know, even words that you're saying, what what words you're saying to yourself, Uh, you know, I'm too fat, I can't do this, I'm not a morning person, I can't give up chocolate. There's so many inner voices as well that we really need to take into consideration as well. Like there's, it's hard to pinpoint because without sort of, you know, everybody is so unique as to why certain things might be acting as that resistance to why they can't make that step forward. Mm. Um, And that's where it really helps to get that individualised personalisation just to sit down with someone and and listen to what they're saying, Mm. you know, because it's the, the word, the power of the word to be able to understand and for them to actually hear it as well, they go, oh, I can't believe I just said like that's a voice that I've been repeating in my head for so long. And now that I've said it, it really does not make sense. You know, mm. there's those sorts of moments that can help someone turn things around. And I suppose that's what's powerful about having a health coach is that you can kind of give that feedback and I might be just yeah. speaking and then you can say, oh, did you, did you notice how you just language that? And just having, yes. having that insight. So I suppose when I'm thinking about, like right now our listeners, maybe they're sitting at their desk or they're on their way to work or going home um, mm. and they're going onto that treadmill you were speaking of and, um, mm. and there's so much they've got to do. They've got to fit in all their mm. appointments. They've got to, you know, get all their notes done and, and be mm. energised and be engaging. And, and, and <laughs> like, let's think about it though. Like in their mind right now, the thought of going, do you know what, I'll just pick up a, um, I'm going to drive through Macca's and get a coffee and a, a sausage McMuffin yeah. and call it good. Yeah. And, and then I'm going to have another coffee and then I might have some more sweets in the morning mm. and then lunch I'm going mm. to have whatever's easy and quick because I'm tired already, exhausted. So what yes. would be the first step, like one simple thing yeah. that someone could do to, to actually yeah. start getting off that type of treadmill? Yeah. I think the first, I mean, you've, and it has to be baby steps. Like you can't go in with that whole gung-ho, I'm going to change everything at once because that's when ultimately that's our undoing. Mm-hmm. So it is very much about doing the baby steps. And as much as, um, you know, it all comes back to that oxymoron of just, you know, we've got to create some goals or some values. We've got to create some values mm-hmm. around how we want to live, you know, thinking of our future self. What do I want to look like when I'm in, you know, in 10 years' time? How do I want to be living my life in 10 years' time? If I go on this same trajectory as what I'm going on now, gosh, you know, that that could not be a pretty picture. But if I make, make that 1% change in that different angle of which way I'm going, that could be a 30% change mm. in 10 years' time and my life will look a lot different to what it is right now. So there's that intervening of your thoughts, you know, through perhaps sitting down with yourself and just having that real honest conversation with yourself Mm. and just going, what could I change in my life? Like, what am I not doing right now that is probably in my best interest? Mm. Like, what are my goals? You know, what, what do I, and trying to bring them from the extrinsic, you know, from the, the body shape to the, you know, how we look to perhaps pleasing somebody else, like really trying to bring them to the intrinsic side of things Mm. of, well, you know, I really do. I, I want to be able to, like, I'm, why am I doing all this hard work if I come to age 60 and I can't move or I've got cancer or my 
bones are, my joints have locked up because mm. of the, the lifestyle I've been leave, leading. So it really does not make sense to be really, you know, on that treadmill of running yourself ragged, not treating yourself with care, not nurturing yourself. Um, and then getting to the point in life where you, 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 you can enjoy it and you can't enjoy it. Mm. So I really think people have got to scale things back and just have, give that, even if it means putting a moment in your diary of, you know, give yourself half an hour here, you know, to think about this or five, because it could only be five minutes, mm. you know. Think about, um, you know, where you, what the things that you want to achieve today or what, what goals you, you're having. Like it's one of those things we need to mindfully uh, create in our day, mm. um, that, that's point of time. You know, like we made all these appointments in our diaries and those sorts of things. But we're not making time in our diary for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, and that's where we... Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's where, I mean, most of us do this in the world where we, we give so much and, um, and it's a little bit of an association to saying, oh, if I'm self-caring, I'm, I'm selfish. Oh, I know. You know, and it's... it's um, <laughs> yeah. But, wow, do you know what? When you take care of yourself, you've got more energy to give. Mm. You know, and I know yeah, for do. myself in life, when I haven't made that a priority... Uh, I'm just, my, my tank is empty. My cup is empty. And, you know, it's a lot of what we use as our metaphor is filling up your cup. Like what are the things that fill up your cup? And um, I suppose when I think about, you know, sitting at a desk though, there's, Mm. what can I do when I think about, oh, you know, the the office has got a bowl of lollies. The office has got those quick grab things. My brain is like, I need the sugar because I'm tired. Mm. How do you start Mm. breaking that pattern? Yeah, sure. And that all comes down to down to mindful and mindfulness mm. and awareness. So, um, um, you know, the first step is trying to create some kind of space. It doesn't have to be much time between the action and the reaction. Right. Okay. So that's that point where you've got that, you know, it all comes down to, you know, the cue, trigger, reward kind of scenario that goes on with habits. Mm. So it sort of all comes down to that point, like, understanding that you are actually in a habit loop it's sort of like pavlov's dog the bell mm. rings the dog salivates it it kind of like goes on that sort of um trajectory so yeah. we have to imagine we're acting in a bit like the pavlov's dog scenario yeah so it's kind of like okay i understand the cakes there or the cookie jars there how can I break the pattern of getting up and actually having it like and, and understanding Perhaps the reason why you actually do it is another thing again. Like it could be coming down to the fact that you're just looking for a break Mm. from your desk or you might be actually looking for the socialisation of coming out of your office and heading into the tea room or wherever it is. Or you might actually be looking for um, the sweetness or the crunchiness of something. Like there's, there's different reasons why we created that habit loop in the first place so the first thing is to try and understand why that habit loop is there Mm. um and that can be quite hard and it can be quite confronting as well Mm. (laughs) especially when there's such that drive you know as as you said like it could be something sugary and our brain's just wanting it and it's wanting it now Mm. yeah um and that's where you've really got to just kind of stand in your way and just go no you know and perhaps having a substitute there at that point in time you know like having something pre-planned pre-prepared you've pre-visualized how you're going to act differently Mm. um on that side of it but then it's sort of like a bit like a muscle. The more that you can strengthen that that mindful muscle of not reacting to something, the stronger that will become 
for you be able to repeat that day after day. Mm, that's really great. So, yeah. So having that, I'm stepping in your way. Uh, you know, I mm. I probably don't need that cookie. Yeah, I've made these really healthy little, you know, bliss balls. I'll have one of them instead. I'll take that to work. Uh, and then that the less time that you can repeat something, um, the less pull it has on you. So with habits, it's not necessarily, you know, they say it's 30 days, blah, blah, blah. It's actually 66 days, mm. but it's not about the days. It's about how often you repeat that behaviour as to how effective it is before you can lose that behaviour. Yeah, yeah. That's so um, if you can sort of just keep that in mind and then, you know, perhaps subs- you're making that substitution and all of a sudden the next day comes up, oh, you know, I really want that cookie, blah, blah. No, I've got my bliss balls here, you know, or if I want some socialisation, I'll go and work to my co- talk to my colleagues, you know, without the cookie or I'll take my bliss balls with me yep. and have it yeah. instead of the cookie. Like um, there's sort of those substitutions that you can make in it, but it's just about trying to create that space between the action and the reaction and understanding why it's actually there in the first place and also understanding that there's a there's a there's a point of growth in that as well you know like you don't want to be have the mentality that you're actually missing out on something because that's where uh that fear of missing out is going to stand in Mm. your way of progressing forward in any way so it's sort of having that understanding of yeah, I might be missing out on that, but you know, really, like, is that going to be helping me achieve my goals? Is that in line with my values of wanting to be, uh, you know, the person that eats healthier or chooses healthier options or, you know, to lose a bit of weight or to, you know, do those sorts of things? Like it's all about trying to just uh, tap into your mind and hijack your mind in a way so that you are turning it around into a bit more of a positive spin. Yeah, that's excellent. I think the mm. the... The big takeaways in all that for me is what I hear is, and a lot of research shows we have decision fatigue. So if I've already planned mm. to have that bliss ball, at least yes. at yes. least I've got that option to yes. to go and eat that instead. Um, yeah, and yeah. so and I think the the other thing that I'm curious about is uh, when. What do you, what's your opinion on the meal planning idea? So if I have, you know, some people that are really amazing and awesome and they spend their sun, Sunday and they've cooked up all the meals and, <laughs> um, yeah. and I think they're kind of, um, they're all God, goddesses because that's an incredible thing <laughs> um, in my mind. Anyway, like what do you think about that pre-planning and meal planning and organising your week like that? Yeah, I think everyone does it to their different, if, if people can do it to their different levels, that's fine. Um, um, you know, good, good, good riddance to the people that have the energy to kind of, you know, and the ability to be able to do that, like, especially to do with how like busy your lifestyle mm. is, you know, if you were flat chat during the week, it probably really does make sense to, to have your, your five meals in the freezer or the fridge ready to go, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's, that's with people that are totally committed to their goals. You know, they've got everything down pat. They've, They've obviously started somewhere where it wasn't easy, yeah. but now they're into the routine of doing it. So it has become easier for yeah, them. Great. So it's not, you know, we see it as this, oh, my God, that is so big. But to them it's just easy mm. because it frees up so much time and thinking time during the week for them. But if we can even take that in little steps of, you know, sitting down and perhaps going and, you know, putting on paper, well, you know, I'm, this week I've got this on. These are the nights I'm going to be at home. 
you know, these are some ideas that I'd love to cook. Okay, here's the ingredients that I need. I'm going to transfer that onto a shopping list. I'll get this shopping done whichever day of the week is best for you. You know, like just because it's Monday does not mean that you need to go shopping, although research is showing that um, more often than not, if we start our week right, it tends to sort of tend to flow, flow through mm. for the rest of the week. Um, but say maybe you only get your shopping done on a Thursday. Well, that's going to be your Monday. So, you know, that's when you can really sit down and go, well, these are the meals I want to make for the week. This is how I'm going to be prepared. This is how I'm going to plan it. So when I'm coming home from work and my willpower is just so drained because of all the decisions I've been making mm. throughout the day have just left me flogged, my my pre-planning has really helped me to set myself up for just acting on automatic pilot because this is what I've got planned. All I have to do is just whip it up and it's and it's and it's made. And we don't want to we want to try and make things as easy as we can as possible as well because they're in the end points of resistance if there's sort of things that stand in our way being you know harder than what they should be or we we have these big you know ideas of these master chef meals that we want to cook Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing (laughs) more often than not we're going to go oh you know just get some let's get some takeaway (laughs) so you've got to really try and make things as easy as you can as well that's that's where it's going to be that point of difference between you're doing it or you're not doing it yeah absolutely that Mm. so here's Mm. a question I have for you when you are in like everything's happening at once in the in your past if you've ever had really high stress scenarios everything's Mm. happening at once Mm. what's your go-to for for that like when you're in that that middle of stress and overwhelm maybe maybe you never have that but like in the times in life where that's happened what's your what's your strategy for not doing that or getting out of that or working through that yeah I think um for me um my strategy for getting out of that has always come back to the values of healthy eating, unfortunately. So I don't know if that's helping with your answer. I think it's... But for me, I know that if I can create something healthy, that's going to help bring my stress levels mm. down rather than add to yeah. it. So it could be just quickly grabbing a hot chicken from the shop and whipping up a quick salad and you've got a quick meal yeah, there. Great. You know, like there's never been that fallback on I'm going to get pizza and wallow in my pity and make things even worse. I think... Um, and I, I, you know, I don't know why that makes me different, but, yeah. well, it, <laughs> you know, that for me it's always come back to um, let's try and do what we can now mm, to try and help yeah. ease the ease it. Mm. Absolutely. And, Carla, I think just listening to you and, and for our listeners, like your values really drive your life and it's something we talk about in the Bounce Program and we talk about mm. in the world of like your values absolutely show up in your world and your, your value of health and well-being is clearly a driver. So it's a non-negotiable yeah, for you. It is. And, it and is. I think that's mm. the piece where when we actually think about what's important to me and sort of having that sense of like for you, your filtering is the automatic, this is what I've got to do because I know I feel good. And I, and I think mm. in a lot of ways there's a bit of a shift for people to sort of go, where have I got to shift to in order to yes. value that health and well-being? And, and, um, yeah. and I don't have a, a health scare. I haven't just lost someone to heart disease or something. Mm-hmm. Like what mm. is the thing? I have a, a, a long-time friend, a, just a wonderful dear friend, and one day she said to me, she saw a photo of herself over in Thailand away on a holiday <laughs> and yeah. she looked at it and went, Oh my God. And this was, these were her words. <laughs> I've become the fat friend. And she said, she said, which it's so funny because oh. I had never seen that in her. You know what I mean? Oh. It was her own. And she yeah. goes, but you know what it did? 
she said, I'm not going to be the fat friend. And it absolutely oh, drove her yeah. to change her behavior. Yes. And one of the big yes. things for her is she was a massive sugar, love sugar. She just stopped. Yep. She stopped mm, completely. Mm, the driver mm. of saying, hang on, I'm not going to be mm. that was her driver. Everyone's going to have a different thing. But she, she mm. lost the weight and she's, years later she stuck to that because of her, Good. her yeah, health great. and well-being. And I think it's, it's just, yeah. it is that little bit of just reflecting on what you're saying, that self-responsibility, the self-reflection looking yeah. at values, yeah. what's driving me, what's important to me. And for some people, they're going to say, oh, yeah, I, I care about being great and strong for my kids. Other people might be like, oh, that's too far in the future. Um, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. It, it's all, we're all so differently wired. Um, I know. And, mm. and I, but mm. I think what I love is that there's a simplicity in what you say. There's no extravagance. It's like what's going to work for me and have me yep. one moment to, to have an awareness and to have the right thing in front of me when I want to go to automatic pilot and grab the, the, exactly. the sweet thing. Um, yep. So yep. this has been great and I really love mm. this. Now, if people want to reach out to you, they can go to carlagilbert.com.au um, and yeah. they, you've got, yes. you've got programs and blogs, um, and amazing do, recipes, yes. um, but people can certainly do, you've got some online programs as well. Don't you, don't you? I have yeah. a, I have a, an ebook, Naked Habits oh, ebook, and that kind of is a bit of a, uh, summary, I guess, of the main topics that I talk to people, um, in my health coaching. So it's a very, you know, it's, it's inspirational. It kind of sits down, you know, after each chapter, it runs through, you know, someone to develop their own personal blueprint of questions and, and awareness that they can bring up to sort of take into their week. So it's sort of designed that Beautiful. way. But aside from that, that's when I have my my, my private coach. Yeah, great. And so people, yeah. some of our um, some of our providers out there listening, they can also bring you in to do a, a workshop around health and wellbeing and wellness. So yeah, yeah, yeah I do that for corporates yeah, as well. Fantastic. It's more around um, healthy habits, you know, and how to intervene on that so it's a it's a presentation on you know in a, in a fun in a fun um in a fun way of you know bringing into you know what perhaps what happens in the workplace and 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 also um focuses a lot on 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 the stress side of things and how that affects our decisions and and how we react awesome. to um things in our life that's so, fantastic yeah. well it's a great resource and i so appreciate your time Carla. i know how busy you are and um i just I try not to be too busy, yeah. though. Try <laughs> not to be awesome. too busy. Yeah, very, very good. <laughs> well, um, you are an inspiration to me. You're in, in incredible shape. You've got an amazing life with your family. Um, I've had a, a, the privilege of being around you, seeing you paddleboard, swim, hike, climb, uh, and you are truly a champion athlete um, and a champion human human being and I just I really value you in the world and I really hope our listeners jump on and, and have a look at what you what you have to offer so thank you so much for for joining us today oh thank you Marie and the respect is um, straight back at you yeah, thank you so much so <laughs> thanks everyone for listening and um, please share the podcast and get it out to your networks as well um, there's so much great stuff look out for our our beautiful self-care guide that will be coming along and we'll be adding some of Carla's recipes in there also um, and sharing some of Carla's blogs as well. Uh, and, again, it's carlagilbert.com.au to go check things out. So remember, um, while you're filling up your cup, you're able to help others uh, find their way. As wayfinders, it's about that, isn't it? It's really helping people find their way. Thanks for listening.
Thanks for listening to today's Wayfinder podcast, helping you help others find their way.